Hello there. You found the audio version of the Talking Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego podcast. It's the live YouTube show broadcasting every Sunday in which your host, Lena Sultana, brings together a cracking bunch of people to talk about the amazing events at which we embrace the fandoms we love. This is season six, episode four, and this week we're very lucky to get the chance to speak to Jeff Anderson, co-creator and co-director of Legion M, the exciting community-funded film company behind such films as Colossal, Bad Samaritan, and the upcoming horror thriller Mandy, starring Nicolas Cage and Andrea Riseborough. The way Legion M gets these films made is entirely with the support of its fans, giving ownership back to the thousands of investors. And to showcase this innovative approach, Legion M presented at San Diego Comic-Con 2018 in an off-site based at Seaport Village. We talked to Jeff about how that went and what attending such conventions means to Legion M's relationship with its fans and supporters. We also get a brief boots-on-the-ground report from Long Beach Comic-Con from our correspondent Dan Berry, along with the latest updates from the world of Comic-Cons. Enjoy. If you do enjoy this hangout and you want to hear more, you can support us by visiting our Patreon page. Please head to patreon.com slash EnglishmanSTCC to find out how you can get involved. Welcome along to Talking Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. My name's Lena Sultana, and this is the show where each and every Sunday we talk Comic-Cons, con culture, and all the stuff and nonsense that goes on at such events. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. If you uh, received uh, the notification that we are live, that means you're a subscriber, and we really appreciate that you follow us on YouTube. But don't forget, there's other things that you can uh, find us and what we get up to as well. Find us on Twitter, EnglishmanSDCC, and of course you can listen along to the show at Mixler.com slash EnglishmanSDCC. This is where I just keep saying EnglishmanSDCC until like little foam appears at the side of my mouth, and I just keep tripping over myself. But I do want you to follow along and share the love, and let everyone know that we are live and talking about Comic-Cons and uh, all sorts of uh, stuff and nonsense uh, that has happened over the last uh, couple of months, especially when it comes to San Diego, because we've had we've got a special guest joining us today, uh, who I'm really excited about speaking to. We've got uh, Jeff Allison uh, who's joining us. Hello there, Jeff. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, Leonard. Thanks so much for having me on your show. It, it's a pleasure. I do like the fact that um, when we look at you on the, the YouTube and on the stream, you've got whiteboards all over the place. It's all plans. It's all action. <laughs> I do. This is this is my secret lair. This is all the all the company our plans of world domination posted for all to see. So if you are a fo if you're a follower of Legion M, if you are expecting some kind of like um, a big massive round table of kind of like world domination with the volcano bubbling in the background. I don't think that's quite the way it works because um, it really is. Yeah, that conference room was already booked, so I wasn't <laughs> able to get that one. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, we've got ourselves uh, the chat room, and if you do have any questions uh, for Jeff, please do dive in because um, especially if you went to San Diego Comic-Con this year and you went along to Harbor House uh, because you took over. You just basically went down there and just took over that. I mean, that's quite an epic <laughs> building down there on uh, Harbour. Um, yeah, what was that like uh, as a as a, a venue? 
Well, it was it was incredible. We um, this is our third Comic Con as a company. We're a you know we're a brand new company, and so each year we keep leveling up uh, to bigger and better things. And this year uh, we partnered with Skybound um, on the whole Harbor House thing and the Legion M Lounge. We had a bunch of great people, um, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and. Um, uh, Stargate and a bunch of people come in and do takeovers and activations and oh I hope we haven't lost Jeff each year we kind of <laughs> get to level up you, you froze there for a little while but I, I think we got the general gist that things have just been progressing with Legion all the way throughout uh, but I didn't also realize that this was your third third year at uh, San Diego Comic-Con I know that you've been at Legion M uh, sorry at um, San Diego before um, so kind of representing in a, a slightly smaller scale what um, has been the progression of Legion M at San Diego uh, well, it's a great question. I mean, we start, like I said, when we started out two years ago, um, it, we were a brand new company and uh, we just, you know, we partnered with somebody at a tiki bar, uh, which was awesome. And for us, San Diego is just, it's such a great place for us to connect with other people, kindred spirits. I mean, I th think that's what Comic-Con is, it just in general. But, um, you know, Legion M is really, we're a community more than like a corporation. And so it's really an integral part of our plan. We look at, at, at uh, Comic-Con in San Diego. We look at Sundance Film Festival as kind of the two ends of our spectrum, so to speak. And then we go to as many Comic-Cons as, as we can support because for us that's the way that we're engaging face to face that's how we're opening the gates of hollywood for our our members and shareholders so it's it's really a big highlight of our season i think that's really interesting the way that you um, you'd say that about uh, the two bookends of two very different different events um and i i find that very interesting uh, considering that you are touching on many different strains of uh, multimedia in terms of what Legion M are doing. I think we'll backtrack a little bit <laughs> for people perhaps who aren't familiar with Legion M. Um, first and foremost, introduce yourself first and then explain what, uh, what inspired you to, uh, to create Legion M. Oh, fantastic. Well, so uh, I'm Jeff Anison. I'm one of the two co-founders of Legion M and we're the world's first fan-owned entertainment company. It's kind of like everybody at Comic-Con pooled their money and said, let's create an entertainment company of our own. Uh, we're taking advantage of some brand new securities laws in the United States. I know that, that equity crowdfunding has been around for uh, a few years longer in the UK uh, and in Europe. But uh, uh, two years ago, uh, the Jobs Act, which was a piece of legislation that uh, went through it uh, in the Obama era, um, was put into effect. And what that did is for the first time in America, it allowed regular people to invest in early stage startups. Uh, prior to that, it was only the wealthy elite. It was literally the wealthiest 3% of the population was allowed to invest in a startup. Um, and it didn't matter if you were next door neighbors with Mark Zuckerberg, um, you know, or, or whatever. It's just the, the laws were set up 
um, to uh, <clears throat> to limit who had access to these early stage investments. And so in our case, we said, well, what if we built a movie studio, you know, a, a company that creates entertainment? Because it seems pretty obvious if you've got an entertainment company that's owned by a large audience of fans, the very people that you want to come out and see your entertainment projects, it gives you a huge competitive advantage in Hollywood. Because when our movie comes out, we know that our, our legion of people are going to come see it because, I mean, first of all, they're financially invested in it. You know, second of all, they've um, usually had a chance to come along for the ride as we've developed it. You know, they were there when we got involved and, and all that, uh, all that great stuff. And so it's really been it's really a remarkable way to open the gates of Hollywood and allow the people to be kind of part of the process. And like I said before, it's, 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 it's something that's very fun to do because it's just, it's really cool to have a fan owned company, but it's also more than that. It's the foundation of an extremely powerful business model that we think has the power to revolutionize Hollywood. I think it's really exciting as well that you can, like you say, you can also draw on basically a, a direct connection with the fans and with people who are very much um, clued in with what they want to see on the screen and in various multimedias as well. But I also find it um, curious as to how you then curate that and how you kind of take all those disparate voices which are coming at you from their your investors and create something and how you pick and choose the projects that you're going to do. How, how does that work? So it's a great question. And you know, the, the, the first thing that we like to say is that we have a saying at Legion M, you don't make great art by committee. So this isn't the sort of thing where, you know, we're voting on plot lines or everybody is contributing or, you know, we, we're not gonna give your notes to the director, <laughs> you know, that, that sort of thing. Um, our belief is that you make great art by finding great artists and investing in them and then staying out of the way. And so when it comes to finding great artists and finding projects, that's where the Legion has a tremendous advantage. And that's one of the, the powers we call the Legion of fans. Like that's our differentiator between us and say Disney or a privately held uh, studio. And, um, it, it, it's really our superpower because, you know, if you think about it, we've got a legion of people that are invested in, in seeing the company succeed. And so when we want to go scout, you know, new IP, uh, we can go out and say, hey, what are you guys reading? Like, what's what's something that hasn't been made into a movie that really should be made into a movie? Uh, when we go to film festivals, we figure out ways to allow the Legion to come with us, you know, whether it's the case of Sundance, where you literally can come to the festival and be a Legion M scout and help us evaluate all of these movies, right? Because, I mean, the fact is, when, when a studio, when a, when a traditional Hollywood company comes to Sundance, they can't see all the movies, right? You know, they come in and, and um, so many decisions are made just based on small groups of individuals and it's, it's their gut feel. And, and they have to deal with all the personal politics and the social dynamics and the way that they, as a small group of people, make a decision. In our case, we've got all these people that we can bring in to help us guide what we're doing. So when it comes to choosing projects, we're constantly looking for ways to get data from the Legion. 
And it's not as easy as like a straight up vote, you know, sort of system, because there's two sides of Hollywood. There's the art side and there's the business side. And we think that a huge group of fans is an incredible asset to help us evaluate and assess and scout the art side of it. When it comes to the business side of Hollywood, that's much trickier because it's very complicated. It's subtle. A lot of the information is confidential. And so we marry that with an advisory board that has people like Dean Devlin and Leonard Maltin and Tim League and people that have proven track records of success. Yeah, they're, they're not amateurs, are they? They're, they're not first time. No, they're not. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So so it's really like that's what Legion M is, is it's it's we've got this unique superpower that nobody else has. I mean, we're the first company that's ever been built from day one to be owned by fans. And that is just it's a fundamental difference that we're that we work very hard to bring to bear on every single thing that we do. Do you find as well some that the uh, number of the people that have invested in Legion M and uh, joined the Legion have also joined to kind of bring to bear their ideas as well? Because uh, I can imagine there were a number of people that joined initially or, or still do join and think, well, I've made the investment. Here's something that I've created. Uh, is it, could this be the next yep. project? I mean, I, I can imagine there's a lot of pressure to kind of keep everything under an even keel as it were yeah it's a it, it's a great it's a great question and i think that for small independent creators or even hobbyist creators people that aren't necessarily you know trying to um uh, do this as a full-time job but i mean there's there's a lot of people that write screenplays and there's amazing ideas that are out there and so i think that we're very attractive for those people we're also very attractive we've got a lot of people in legion m that literally work in the industry and just love the idea of a company that's owned by fans as opposed to like a corporate conglomerate or wall street or something like that so there there are a lot of people in legion m that are creators there are a lot of people that have projects of their own and you know we tell people like look we can't fund everybody's projects i mean our you know <laughs> um but what we do is we try and find again ways that we can leverage and tap this so we set up forums for example that allow people to network and communicate because our feeling is like you know legion m is going to do this many projects per year if you look at everything that's happening within the legion there's this many projects each year and so you may not be able to get on a legion m project but i mean if you can network within the community there's there's huge resources for you there the other thing that we did, we did this great thing called Pitch Elevator, where we built a full-size elevator on the floor of Comic-Con. It was Los Angeles Comic-Con. Um, and anybody, like literally anybody, there were no restrictions. We had small children and we had, you know, senior citizens and most of them in cosplay uh, got to step in. And inside there was a cameraman and a countdown timer with two minutes on the clock. And you had two minutes to pitch your idea for a movie or TV show. And we, we, we got hundreds and hundreds of pitches that then we built a game that allowed our community to go in and rate and evaluate these different pitches and narrow them down. And the whole idea behind that is that anybody can have a great idea. What most people lack is the ability to get that in front of the people that can make a decision. 
So for the top 10 pitches, they're going to get a chance to pitch live to a panel of scouts and agents and people in the industry, people that can make their dreams come true. And one of them will win a Legion M development deal where we're going to add their project to our slate and try and develop it. Nice. I mean that's uh, yeah, a great it's, way it's, to uh, to really you know, I mean that, that's engagement with your um, with your core audience on a major scale. That's something else. Uh, I, I think the the next question then for myself is like you say you're you've you're creating these projects. Uh, when I first started seeing Legion M, it was uh, very much in in terms of kind of small activations and events, which kind of what was generating the interest in Legion M. Um, and I, w I thought at first that that was what Legion M was all about, creating experiences as well for, uh, for, your, uh, for your Legion. But um, the, the end goal is creating uh, films and creating projects. Um, where does the scale uh, kind of fall into that in terms of the projects that you do? What is the end goal for yourself? Is it the, the films or is it also the experience that you have with, your, with the Legion? Well, for us, they're, they're, they're kind of part and parcel, right? So, so far, we've had three movies that uh, have come to theaters. Uh, the first one was our very first project about a year and a half ago was called Colossal with Anne Hathaway and Jason Sudeikis. Big fan. And we were, yeah, amazing movie. We were so fortunate to get the opportunity. And obviously, we didn't produce that movie. Like, we don't have nearly enough money to produce a, a full film of that magnitude. Um, but what we were able to do was to invest some of our money. So everybody invests in Legion M. We pull the money and then we find these projects that we're going to make our investments in. And they started off really small. And, you know, now they're getting larger. They're still extremely small by Hollywood standards. Um, but over time, as, as our Legion gets larger, we get access to more projects. We've got more money uh, to develop. I mean, I don't know if you can see this. Our our logo, the M with a bar over it in Legion M, is the Roman numeral for one million. Because our long-term goal is to unite one million fans as shareholders of the company. And if we're successful doing that, we'll have raised hundreds of millions of dollars to develop projects that have a million people standing behind them when they launch. And if you can imagine that company, like that could be one of the most powerful or one of the most influential, I should say, companies in Hollywood. And so... So that's really, that's what Legion M is all about. We're building a, a fan-owned entertainment company. It's never been possible before. And it's, you know, we, we look to produce all of these things. But the events that we do are, are just a natural extension. So when Colossal came out or a second movie, Bad Samaritan, which was a Dean Devlin film, the guy that created Stargate and Independence Day and Leverage and The Librarians. And th so that was his film. And we, we participate in that, our third one, uh, Mandy. But when we do those, there's just such a natural opportunity. Like our movie is coming out and we've got th tens of thousands of people around the country that are involved with it. And so we, we create these things called meetups. And uh, it's just, it's simply a Legion of member saying, look, let's all get together. We're going to watch it at this theater at this time. Everybody pays their own way. Um, and, but let's watch this together. And it's, it's, it's a way to do three things. I mean, A, it's a way for us to try and bring people out to the theaters to see our movie, which again, helps us as a company and helps our investment. Uh, two, it's a way to 
for our, our, our members and investors to celebrate. Like, you know, in, in, in Mandy, this movie that's coming out, our production credit is a photo mosaic that is, you know, made up of faces of all the Legion of members and investors that, that decided to upload their photo. So for a lot of these people, they literally, their face is in this movie. And so it's a really cool opportunity to say, hey, guys, this is my movie. Let's go see it. Um, and so that's, and, and then on top of that, it's also like, we're big believers in the theatrical experience, right? I mean, I don't know how old you are, but you know, I, I you know, when, when, when I expect when we were coming up, cause you, you know, you went to the movies to see a movie, like that was the only way that you could see a movie. And, you know, today we live in this world where you're more just as likely to watch a, a film on your phone as you are at the theater. And uh, like, that's great. And there's, there's wonderful advantages to that, but it's such uh, so amazing. There's nothing like getting a large group of people together to share experience. And then afterwards or ice cream or something like that. And so, uh, so like I said, we're in this for the movies. We're in this to build an entertainment company, but for us, these meetups and activations at comic cons and that, and film festivals, like that's just part of our DNA. I was grinning quite widely there because um, on my personal Twitter account, I actually have a, a quote from Mark Ker Mark Kermode, who's um, a uh, a critic here in the UK. And um, I, you were talking about sort of like the the connection with uh, the big screen experience. Uh, the, the quote is: "A cinema without a projectionist is not a cinema. It's a sweet shop with a video screen." I am a big fan <laughs> of the big screen experience. I am very much, I'm with you on that one. So absolutely. Um, I was going to ask this question, but I think you've kind of answered it the way that um, Legion M actually creates these films. Because I was thinking that Legion M actually is involved very much in the production of the film that it's Legion M presents, as it were. Because the one thing that, for, certainly for modern films, Part of the problem of getting eyeballs to see a film is marketing. Uh, when you look at uh, the way that uh, budgets are broken down, uh, marketing is a massive part of that make that budget of making of a film. But you're not necessarily involved in that area. You are more an investor in the actual pro uh, production itself before it reaches that stage. Is that right? Yeah, you know, it, honestly, um, it ranges all over the map. So in the case of Bad Samaritan or Colossal, for example, in that case, we invested um, in the P&A, which is essentially the marketing fund. And like you said, for a lot of movies, you spend more money marketing and get the, getting the word out than you actually do producing the film. And that's just the way that it works. <laughs> and so, um, you know, there are all sorts of different ways that you can invest in projects. And so P&A investing is, is one opportunity. And uh, there's a lot of advantages uh, and, you know, to investing in that method. Um, the other, but we've got other projects. So Mandy that's coming out in that case, we invested in the project itself. In fact, it wasn't just the film. It was also the soundtrack, the Johan Johansson soundtrack that goes with it. Um, if you go to our website, you'll see, uh, like I mentioned, those as the three projects that have made it to theaters so far. Those are other people's projects that we invested in. But we've also done our own projects where we are 100% behind the project. We own all the rights. So we did a virtual reality pilot with Kevin Smith and Stan Lee that we shot in Stan Lee's home. 
And that was one where we came up with the idea. We signed Stan and Kevin to do it. We financed the production. We own the footage outright. So it's really kind of all over the map, the way that we get involved with, with, with projects. We're just looking for projects that we think are a good fit for our community that we can have a meaningful impact on. Well, that's another one that I was going to ask as well about um, the targets audience of the projects that you make because when you are um crowd um as a, a as a crowdfunded or as a community-based uh, company obviously you're looking at the demographic of the the people that you are um that, that have invested in legion m the question then uh, is uh how far do you stretch your target uh, in terms of the productions that you make, in terms of hard R, uh, 18s, 15s uh, rated films, uh, family films. Because I've noticed that the projects that you've done so far, you've invested in, are very much adult orientated. There's uh, Mandy, which is a very, uh, it's a thrilling, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a very adult thriller. You've got Bad Samaritan, which um, is a, an amazing film, but it's very much for an adult audience. Are family films in the range? Where where do you see the the, the projects going uh, in terms of uh, what uh, Legion M are aiming at? Yeah, it's a great question, and you know I think for us, uh, we definitely want to do family films. You know, our uh, well, what I should say is we aim to have a very diverse slate of projects, and there's two reasons. One is. I mean, Hollywood is a hit driven business, which means it's very difficult to predict the success of any one particular film. And so the way that you build something to last, the way that you create a company that's going to stand the test of time is to invest in a diverse array of projects. And in our case, we are diversified across media from television to feature films to virtual reality and even live events with our Stanley event that we did last year. Uh, I saw the pictures. I saw the pictures. I, I, was, I was jealous as hell. Was I saw epic. the pictures. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was epic. It was epic. Um, but we... Um, uh, we're diversified across um, genre, and it's tough because we've only had three projects and uh, that have that have have come out. And so, you know, what you're seeing is a little bit of a sampling. We're definitely clustered a little bit, <coughs> probably um, in the the dark, you know, um, or even horror sort of area. Uh, and we're, we're, but we're seeking, if you go to our website, you'll see, we've got, uh, some, uh, a, an amazing four quadrant family, uh, sci-fi steampunk series that we're developing. Uh, we've got some adult animated comedy, uh, that we're, um, we've got some, uh, uh, unscripted television series. And so it really, uh, we aim to, to span the gamut. You know, I, you said it on the outset, Comic-Con and Sundance are kind of opposite ends of the spectrum from a from a content standpoint because uh, Comic Con is all about tentpole feature films, you know, studio films. Independent or Sun, uh, Sundance is all about independent film. Um, but what's interesting is if you go to both, the people, the participants, the fans that are there share so much DNA. Right, they love creativity. They they're a warm, welcoming, fun community that's passionate about entertainment. And so for us, like that gives us the fact that we've got that as our tooth poles gives us a lot of space in between uh, to to fill in. So anything that could fit on a on a 
Comic-Con panel, like that's going to be a good fit for Legion M. Anything that you could see happening at Sundance activation, that's going to be a good fit as well. Every time I've tried to describe what Legion M is to people, um, I've used a phrase and I've regretted using it almost the second I've said it because the, the phrase is, it's monetizing passion. It, that sounds a little bit mercenary, but it is the, that is the case. Yes. You're, you're bringing the passion in and you're allowing projects to come to fruition off the back of that passion. And I think that's an exciting thing. And I think that's the thing that makes Legion M so exciting. Let's talk about then the... Well, uh, the, and, oh. and, 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 and actually, just, just to add to that, because I think that what you're saying is, is very accurate. But I think what makes it so powerful is that we're not monetizing passion for our gain or you know some corporate overlord, right? We are harnessing your passion, but you also are participating in the success. If we achieve this goal of a million fans, the people that are investing now, they're making money, right? They're part of this. This isn't like a Kickstarter project where you're going to get a t-shirt and our thanks. You literally are a co-owner of the company. And that's, I think, what makes it so powerful and allows us to do things that have never been done before. You know, now you, now you see, Steven if I, if Spielberg. I'd, if I'd have thought of sticking that on the end of the, the phrase, it would have made more sense. Uh, <laughs> excellent. Okay, so let's anyway. talk. Let's talk about the interaction with the fans then, because, like you say, uh, going to these events, going to San Diego Comic Con, going to Comic Cons generally, it does allow you to not only interact with your uh, with the Legion itself, but also kind of bring new people to the fore. It was interesting that you chose Harbour House because it is, while a, a major building down there on Harbour, uh, down in uh, Seaport, um, it is a little bit further out of the way than so. Was it a way that you could kind of bring people to Legion M rather than just kind of stumbling on? Kind of like an, avoiding the tyre kickers, as it were. Does that make sense? Uh, you know yeah, uh, it does make sense. Uh, to be honest, it has probably a lot more to do with economics than any sort of strategic decision. I mean, <laughs> I'll tell you, from our side, going to San Diego Comic-Con is really challenging because it's super expensive and there is so much noise at Comic-Con. And so for us as a company and as a small company and as a company that's funded by fans, right? People aren't investing in us so that we can throw a kick-ass Comic-Con party. Um, you know, so everything that we do when we do our activations, you know, we try to figure out ways to get sponsors involved to help pay for it. Um, we figure out ways that we can do it kind of scrappy startup style. I mean, we're still very much in kind of a guerrilla marketing tactic sort of, uh, sort of front. So, you know, maybe someday it'll make sense for us to, you know, have something right in the heart of Comic-Con, you know, some massive activation that costs, but it will only be when we can bring in a sponsor that's going to help pay for it. And so right now, um, with all of our stuff, you know, we're trying to find smart ways that we can get out there, that we can engage with the community. And um, yeah, I mean, I think that that's the best explanation. No, that makes sense. I mean, I mean, while I kind of said it was a little bit out of the way, it's still a prime location. It is a, a gorgeous building right there in Seaport Village. Uh, I mean, what can you... Well, and oh, Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and this is the first year that we've actually had a location like that, that we own the entire time. And so again, like for that us, that was the step up this year was to have a place 
where our community could come. And also, you know, like I said, we did the Buffy activation there and we did the um, Stargate activation there and we did all the stuff with uh, Skybound around The Walking Dead. And so those fans came to find us, right? The Legion M people, like it's not so far off that you got to take yeah. like a taxi. Uh, you know, it was close enough that, that, that it worked for us. Excellent. What was your particular highlights of uh, that particular uh, uh, weekend? Because uh, it, I can imagine it also, <laughs> like the rest of us attending, it turns into a bit of a blur uh, <laughs> the further you step away from it. Yes. But, I mean, was there any high points that still stand out as uh, big memories for you for the weekend? Well, it's it's kind of funny that you ask that because, again, you know, people assume like, oh, okay, here you are going off to Comic-Con, you know, and uh, the fact is I spent half of Comic-Con in the hotel room finishing an SEC filing because we had a deadline with the Securities and Exchange Commission. So, you know, we had a team that was working their butts off, you know, down at Harbor House. I unfortunately spent half of the con um cooped up in a hotel room, you know, like this on my, on my computer. Cause you know, it, it, it had to get done. So uh, that said, so the, the highlight was sunshine, like actually getting outdoors uh, <laughs> was nice. And um, I'll tell you, I, I think one of the coolest things was there's a project on our slate um, called Evermore. And if you go to our website, you'll see it. And it's not, you know, it's a development stage project, which means it's an idea. There's a script. We're trying to package it, which means that we're trying to uh, connect a talent and like a director or a showrunner to it um, so that we can package it up and sell it like to a Netflix or to a studio or something like that. And so those those deals are inherently long shot deals like they're hard. They're really hard to be successful. But that project is special because it's actually was created by a member of Legion M. And it was just kind of, you know, she or sorry, he came to a one of our Comic-Con activations and talked to our head of development and pitched him on this idea. And and Terry Lubroff uh, said, yeah, that, that sounds great. I'd, I'd love to learn more. And we dug in and it was an amazing project. He's got an amazing script. And so he was there and his partner, the two writers of the show that created the show, Legion M members, they're not professional screenwriters. These are, they both worked in the Air Force and they were there. And you, we did a whole presentation where they took over. They had all the materials, all the developed materials and this amazing photography. They created little souvenirs, you know, for fans to come and, and, and own. And so, you know, if that show, if we're successful to turn that show into a, a show or a franchise, there are going to be all the people that were there at Harbor House were there at the very beginning when it was, you know, when we were just trying to get it off the ground. And I think that that's so special. And again, it goes back to our philosophy of trying to open the gates of Hollywood and the fact that it's created by a Legion M member. And hopefully the Legion is going to make it successful. Like to me, I think that that was a really exciting moment. And so I'm really hoping that in a couple of years, we're going to look back at that and say, wow, what an amazing opportunity to have been there in the room that's fantastic does Le legion m also you talk about um bringing other talent in to help develop a project uh, is that something that um you is that something you intended for legion m from the the beginning um or because that's a lot of that's a, spinning a lot of plates to bring everyone together on top of everything else that you're wanting to do with legion m 
Yes. Yeah. No, it's a great question. And I mean, to be honest, so Legion M, our company is relatively small. There's five of us full time and that's intentional. Like we are my salary and, you know, the expense of me, I'm overhead at Legion M. Right. And when people invest in us, if you invest one hundred dollars in Legion M, our job is to turn that into two hundred dollars or five hundred or a thousand or whatever it is. And so, you know, for us, every dollar that we're not investing in a project is something that we scrutinize, you know, very seriously. So we're a very small team. And instead, what we like to do is partner with people um, and bring them in. So in this particular project, like I said, we're developing it. We're not going to go film this, this ourselves, even if we could raise like, you know, it might cost 10 or $15 million to develop this series, j- just to use that as an example. We would never raise that money and then go try and produce it because it's an enormous amount of work. It's extremely high risk. If we raise $15 million, we need to spread that out over 10 to 15 different projects so that we've got multiple irons in the fire. So what we want to do is is connect. And this is one of the areas where Legion M, the fact that we're owned by fans, gives us an advantage. You know, like I mentioned earlier, we did a virtual reality pilot, which is very similar kind of to this analogy we're talking about, uh, with Kevin Smith and Stan Lee. And Kevin Smith and Stan Lee are two guys that can do, frankly, whatever project they want. And, and in our case, um, we didn't pay them. Like they, they didn't get paid. To, they, they own a piece of the project, um, but they did this speculative in the hopes that this project would become a success. And I think that that's very rare for people like that who have the ability to command million dollar you know, salaries and stuff like that to do something, to take a, a speculative swing. Oh, I think we've As lost a-, a corporate... Oh, hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, we lost you there for a little second there, about 10 seconds at the end. (laughs) Well, so all I was saying was that when we come to Stan, we're not coming to him as a corporate conglomerate saying, hey, you know, we're going to do this thing. You know, Uh, we're coming to him literally as a collection of fans that have said, Stan, we want to do this project with you. And that opens so many doors for us. And again, is one of those just fundamentally different things that we think has the potential to make Legion M something that is massive. Fantastic. Um, when it came to the Harbour House, you had people coming through the door that were finding out about Legion M for the first time. Like you say, members of the Legion as well. I know you say that you weren't able to spend a great deal of time at the actual uh, Harbour House uh, venue itself, but um, I'm certain you got the, the reaction back. What was the um, kind of demographic of people coming through the door? Was it mostly people who were discovering Legion M for the first time? Uh, that's a great question. I think at Harbor House, it was probably a mix. You know, I mean, it's when we do these lounges, they're open for our community. Um, you know, you can join Legion M for free uh, as a member. It costs you literally nothing. Uh, um, as well as the people, we've got over probably 40 or 50,000 members, free members like that. And then we've got over 10,000 investors that have actually put money in. And so it's a combination of, of that community that, that knows and loves Legion M and just wants to kind of hang out, as well as, you know, people that are curious or people that have heard about it or people that might be a fan of something else that are, that are dropping by. So it's, it's kind of all over the map. Excellent. 
Okay, we've got one or two people that are coming in uh, when it comes to uh, the comments, including we've got ourselves at Michael okay. P Michael P, who is a uh, member, uh, a proud member uh, at that. Um, he turns around and says, um, "Are any Legion M events planned for New York Comic Con?" I suppose we can also open that up to other conventions um, in the uh, foreseeable future. Have you got any plans coming down the pipe? We absolutely do. New York is going to be a big one for us. We've got a panel where we're announcing a new project, um, and that's and it's a very cool new project that we're very excited about. And so, um, I know that we're doing that at New York Comic Con. I'm sure that we'll have a meetup. I don't know if we're going to have like a presence, like a you know a Harbor House, or if there might be a party or or something like that. Um, those plans are still kind of coming together. Uh, we also just announced uh, a deal, a three-year partnership with Los Angeles Comic-Con, uh, formerly Stan Lee's Los Angeles Comic-Con, formerly Kamikaze. You see, you're, you're, beating uh, me to, you're beating me to my next points, you see. <laughs> yes. So uh, uh, anyway, so we're going to be there for sure. We've got uh, two big spaces on the show floor where we're planning to do a fan oasis and we've got a bunch of really cool stuff planned. We're also going to be at Fantastic Fest in Austin, uh, which is an amazing genre film festival. Um, it's it's uh, I, I don't want to you know spend too much time. It's literally one of my favorite film festivals in the world. It's all uh, elevated genre, so sci-fi, horror. It's intimate. It's the sort of thing where you walk into the mo you, you, movie. They do a Q and A when you're done, and then when you're when it when that's done, you walk out and everybody's hanging out in the lobby, and you get the chance if you got questions that you weren't able to get answered, like you can you can talk to people there. It's incredible. Um, so we're going to do those. Those are the three things that are on our radar this instant, and then we'll probably be back at Sundance. I expect we haven't announced anything yet, but I expect we'll be back at Sundance this year. And and you know it's tough because as you know, there's like a con. There's more than one con every weekend in America right now, and so um, we get out to as many of them as we can, but but only when it only when the cost justifies it. Because again, we're, you didn't invest in in this to have us you know, be hanging out at Comic-Cons all over the world. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, so you touched on it there. Um, the three-year deal uh, you've uh, uh, taken on with um, Los Angeles Comic-Con? I, 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 yep. Yep. Yeah, explain why that was an important step for Legion M to take. Uh, it's So Comic-Cons are an amazing opportunity, like I said, for us to gather our community we like to do, we want to do our shareholder meetings at Comic-Con. Again, we're a company, so there are, you know, we have to have shareholder meetings. Like, that's the thing. And this is one of the ways that we can show how Legion M is different. And Los Angeles Comic-Con is nice because it's in our backyard, right? We're, uh, I'm in Silicon Valley. The rest, uh, Paul and I, the two co-founders are in Silicon Valley. Um, the rest of the team is in Los Angeles. And so, you know, uh, LA Comic Con is a great con. It's a nice size con. I love San Diego, but as a company, it is so hard to make a splash or to do anything meaningful there because there are brands that are spending millions of dollars you know, at Comic-Con, there's so much noise. It's really hard to stand out. And so we thought, you know, we've got a lot of history with Los Angeles Comic-Con. It's a wonderful con. We love going each year. It's a nice size for us to be able to really do something. And this is just part of our strategy of 
letting people know about Comic-Con, like what, or sorry, about Legion M. Because what we found is that if you tell everybody at Comic-Con, if you line up 100 random people and tell them what Legion M is, most of them are going to want to get involved because, like, it's just, it's such a natural fit. But, you know, our job is to is to help 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 them find out. And so that's, that's, that's why we look at partnerships like these. Excellent. Well, I mean, we've got a question here from Graham Small. I think this one's uh, pretty uh, good as well. It's a big question, though. Um, the comment okay. about um, San Diego Comic-Con uh, when it comes to the studios is uh, often too much noise. Uh, that it's uh, some, uh, Comic-Con seems to be something that the major studios are impacted by. Uh, also, uh, hence them, uh, a couple of uh, studio studios skipping uh, Comic-Con recently. But at the end of the day, they are, uh, Sarita P also points out, they are also the reason for the too much noise. The, the, the reason mm -hmm. why San Diego Comic-Con has grown to become this monster. I, I, I think the, the spin-off from those two points is the fact that you have to kind of make some kind of an impact at these events. And that can be rather difficult. At the end of the day, is it worth is it worth Legion M going to something like San Diego Comic Con? If that makes well, sense, well, definitely, yeah, it, it it definitely makes sense. And everything you say and everything he says is is spot on. And it's it, it is it's kind of a conundrum. But uh, um, I think that it's such a magical time. It's such a magical place uh, that 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 we will always be there. And, you know, like I said, we're not going to dump millions of dollars into, you know, something that's just marketing promotion. What we look to do is to do impactful things. We're a startup company. Paul and I are Silicon Valley guys. It's we're scrappy. We try and find like, you know, it's also very different because like with when a studio is doing something there, they're spending money to kind of capture everybody's attention. And I think that the relationship that a traditional studio has with fans is very different than the relationship that we have with fans because we're owned by fans. And so I think that, you know, we're not, we're always looking to figure out ways that we can contribute to the community and, uh, you know, help make it better as opposed to necessarily just trying to grab the attention of the community, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, it's it sounds like Legion M is not only just getting started, but you are absolutely on a roll at the moment. Uh, so, I mean, like I say, Bad Samaritan was an amazing film. I'm a huge fan of uh, the first project of Colossal. But can we also talk about something that's coming out this week uh, to kind of uh, uh, wrap oh, things absolutely. up? My word, have you got something coming out this week? Um, <laughs> not, not only is it uh, uh, um, uh, a monster of a movie, you've got a monster of a lead actor. Uh, you have yourself Nicolas Cage, uh, who is a um, yes. whirling dervish on his own. Um, tell us about Mandy. It's, so uh, Mandy is a truly one-of-a-kind movie. Uh, as you mentioned, it stars Nicolas Cage. It doesn't just star Nicolas Cage. It stars Nicolas Cage playing Nicolas Cage playing Nicolas Cage. Like it is, it is like Nicolas Cage turned up to 11 in a wonderful, wonderful way. You know, it's, it's funny and being involved with this project, you know, I've, I've learned that Nicholas can sometimes be a, a little bit of a polarizing uh, figure, 
but I'll tell you, he is amazing in this role. There's a scene, a lot of the reviews have, have mentioned this as well. So it's not just my opinion. A lot of people have said this and I'm not going to spoil anything. It's a solo scene with Nick Cage. It takes place in a bathroom. You will know it when you see it. And it will go down in Nicolas Cage's reel of one of the greatest Nick Cage scenes of all time. It's absolutely stunning. And, you know, the film is, like I said, it's a true one of a kind. It's, um, it's very dark. It's very violent. It's very weird. And I mean that in like what, what I consider a good way and what a lot of people consider a good way, but it's like, you know, it's like Stanley, like a Stanley Kubrick movie. Like I I think the best analogy or, or the best kind of log line for this film is that it's like clockwork orange meets deliverance. Like it's out there. It's 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 not a mainstream movie. It's a midnight movie. We, we launched a whole new label called Legion Midnight because we felt that this is the sort of thing that we wanted to do. And this is where this is, you know, the sort of movie where guys like Stanley Kubrick get it or David Lynch, you know, get a chance to kind of push the boundaries and step outside of the box and do something um, that is truly groundbreaking. And the movie is is um, it, it's going to be coming out this coming Thursday. It's been incredibly well received. Uh, we it was one of the best reviewed films at Sundance. Uh, it got a four minute standing ovation at Cannes, uh, and right now I think it's like ninety seven or ninety eight percent Rotten Tomatoes. So, like I said up front, it's not a mainstream movie. Like you watch the trailer and you'll see, like, okay, yeah, this is my sort of movie. Or oh, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if it's your sort of movie, uh, I think at least so far, you know, people have have really responded well to it. It's yours. If you actually turn around and say it's your kind sort of movie, it's the kind of thing you admit to yourself. Maybe, yeah, you keep, you maybe not tell um, people, you know, you don't tell the girlfriend's parents. Who knows? Um, <laughs> <laughs> At least not, yeah, yeah. Or your girlfriend if it's the first date, right? <laughs> you know, if, if you're a few dates in and you've, and you've gotten to that point where you can open up about it, I, I mean, it's, it's uh, well, like I said, I mean, it's not a guilty pleasure sort of movie. It's not like a Con Air or something like that. It's, it's artistic. I mean, it's, it's moving. It's challenging. It's outlandish. Like there's, there's scenes in this film that I, as a viewer, find uncomfortable to watch. And they're intentionally like that because of what Panos is doing in this journey that he's cre- he's taking us on. And so, you know, by the end of the movie, the most common, you know, response is like, what just happened? <laughs> you know, um, but it's it, it's definitely the sort of movie that that leaves a mark. And like I said, I think that that uh, generally in a good way. And I think for for the people uh, that like it, that are into it, that like midnight movies, that that likes going off the beaten path, uh, you, you can't do any better. Fantastic! I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, I think the the word that I'm feeling for all of the films that we've talked about and the, the Legion M project so far has been challenging. I'm looking forward to seeing Legion M also embracing. The, the not so niche and I'm look, I'm really yes. looking I'm excited for seeing what Legion M uh, have got uh, coming down the pipe it's uh, it's an exciting company it's an exciting um, way of actually galvanizing the fans as well I think that's I think that's the thing that really kind of uh, gets me uh, excited about it um, we've got ourselves thank you very much um, I do want to kind of wrap things up because uh, we uh, do have ourselves a live report which we're going to be going to but very quickly uh, if you want to 
Uh, if people want to find out more about Legion M, because I know that some people have been uh, saying on the uh, the chat room, they're waiting on round four. They are, they're, they're wanting to get involved. This is what it's all about. So, where can, where's the best place for people to find about Legion M? Just go to legionm.com. Uh, and like I said earlier, you can sign up completely for free. Uh, we're not always raising money. Like if you go to the website today, you literally cannot invest. Our last round finished up about a month or two ago. It was way oversubscribed, so it sold out. You know, we had to close it down. We were limited by law as to how much money we were allowed to accept in that fundraising round. Uh, round four will be opening relatively soon. You can make a reservation today. But, you know, we, we just tell people, just, just go sign up. It's completely free. It's a way for you to see firsthand what we're all about. And if it's the sort of thing that you want to be a part of and you want to invest, that's wonderful. And if not, that's fine, too. You know, we love to have this is a movement. And, uh, you know, the bigger we get, the more powerful we become, the, the, the bigger projects we're able to do. And, um, yeah, so uh, if you like the idea of a fan-owned entertainment company, if you believe in the power of fans, then check it out at legionm.com. I, 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 I am a follower. I'm wanting to invest. I haven't had the funds available when the uh, rounds have opened. But hopefully for round four, fingers crossed, I will be uh, getting in because, like I say, it's an exciting stuff. And the, the things you have brought out and uh, brought to bear have been amazing. If you're watching this, if you haven't seen Bad Samaritan yet, do check it out because that is a unique watch. And uh, not only that, but it's got David Tennant in there as well. And it's got... Uh, David some, Tennant is a rock star. Isn't he just? And of course, Mandy is out. It's out in the US this week. Is that correct? Oh, yes, that's correct. It comes out in the U.S. on Thursday. In the U.K., I believe it's about a month from now. I don't actually know that handoff uh, or that, that specific date offhand, but, but look for it. It's on the way. That's what we like to see. Brilliant. Thank you so much indeed for your time. I'm really glad that you've uh, been able to join us and uh, all the best for Legion M down the line. All the best for you. Thanks, Leonard, so much for having me on your show. Brilliant. Take care. Thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Excellent. So there we go. That was that was cool. Um, like I say, I really would uh, check it out. I'd re um, there's more to Legion M than meets the eye, and there's more coming. I think that it's the sense of potential. If you manage to get down to Harbour House, you you kind of got it, and you you got the idea of what they were uh, bringing to uh, to bear. Now we've got Dan Berry who is on standby. He's going to be joining us very shortly indeed. But while he's getting himself sorted out, um, I do want to kind of uh, announce our winner of our uh, cup of tea competition that we announced two weeks ago. This was to win a uh, San Diego Comic Con 2018 souvenir book, uh, which is the one with the uh, the Marvel uh, Mondo print that was featured uh, as a Mondo um, exclusive this year, um, with artwork by uh, UK artist Matt Taylor. I'm catching up with Matt in about a week and a half time and um, I'm going to get him to sign the copy and basically uh, we asked for the best stories that you have from your conventions. Uh, in other words, the uh, it could be a story, it could be a photo, it could be, oh, let me just uh, turn Dan off, for, uh, well mute him for a second, bear with me a second, okay. Uh, so yeah, we um, we're talking about some photo, video, story, anyway uh, that you wanted to share your best Comic Con experience. Um, I have chosen one, and that would be um, DeLorean Wolfgang. 
uh, on Twitter who um, he sent a bunch of pictures in. He is known for taking his DeLorean uh, to conventions and giving it the full Back to the Future experience. Um, his best memory, um, 2018 at San Diego Comic Con. It's hard to choose just one. Uh, getting arrested in my DeLorean after going 88 miles an hour on 5th Street. Uh, I'd like to know how you actually achieved that. Still needs a bailout apparently. Um, Ready Player One experience, getting to be on stage at Funko Fridays and briefly meeting Andrew Bowser. He had a, a whole bunch of things. I'm going to reshare the uh, that as our winner. Uh, do check out the photos that you uh, shared with us because uh, it's he has had a great time and he shared a great story. And uh, I wanted to say congratulations. DeLorean Wolfgang, you are our winner of our 2018 uh, souvenir book signed by Matt Taylor. We will get that to you very shortly indeed. Now, if I turn the audio back on, uh, hopefully, if I can get that uh, up and running, uh, Dan Berry, it should be on standby. Uh, Dan, are you there, sir? Am I? You are live. How are you doing, sir? Oh, we seem to keep getting uh, audio cut off. Hello, Dan? Oh, no, this is where it's going to get rather awkward. Ah, there we go. Have we got sound now? Yes, we do. Hello there, Dan. How are you, I sir? Can... I'm good. Can you hear me? We can indeed. Uh, we've got time for about maybe five sure. minutes with you. Uh, you are joining us from uh, Long Beach Comic Con, uh, and I can see you wandering around the floor at the moment. Um, it's a typical Sunday. Correct. There's uh, a little bit of space on the floor, but um, it's from what I've seen so far from uh, social media, it's been a busy con. How's it been for you? It's been, well, like you said, it's been, it's been a pretty busy con. Um, yeah, I think yesterday I was in going back to back to back to panel, taking a ton of photos for you, which I'll give you on Monday or tomorrow or tonight. Um, some great panels, not that many panels, but the ones they had were pretty good. Uh, the Steve Ditko panel was, was very interesting. They actually had a special guest who was his, believe it or not, his nephew came out. Oh, hello, we've got a fingerprint over your camera. Oops, uh, <laughs> there we go. Sorry about that. No worries. Yeah, so Steve, so Steve Ditko's nephew came out. It was kind of talking about his uncle. And people were asking him questions about his uncle. So that was an interesting panel. Um, Turner, some of the other panels that I was at yesterday. The DC panel was interesting with the NTDO and a few other DC um, creators. So it was a good day overall. So has it been more a case of the, the, the panels have been or things that have attracted your attention or has the floor been uh, something that's um, caught your eye as well? Um, the, floor is, the floor is the floor. It's not huge, but, it's, but what do they just have is kind of interesting. I'm kind of wondering the floor as you can see. So the panels have really caught my eye this year. Okay. So, I mean, I don't. I'm, we're struggling to kind of hear you at this point because there's all sorts of background noise. But we'll we'll do what we can. Um, I know that um, we had Altner uh, appearing at this particular event, and also sorry, I just having a headphone. Oh, sorry, it's okay. You're there. Are you there? Yeah, can you hear me now? We can indeed. Um, we I know that Altner were at um, uh, the event this week, this weekend, and also had a panel as well. Um, how did it go for them? Because they have been a little bit in the eye of the storm uh, this week uh, in regards to uh, se several controversies in the comic industry. How's how they how they gone? Um, I ha I did not go to the panel because there was at the same time as some other panels. So it has been pretty active. Yeah, I think I'm right near the booth now. 
I can't remember where the booth is. Here's Aftershock's booth. Well, there's Aftershock, so we can stay there for a little while. I'm always, a, I'm always okay. a fan. I'm always a fan. <laughs> cool. Excellent And they're stuff. right next to them. It's Aspen and then Fanbase and Top Cow are all in a row. So it's very much the uh, the kind of the 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 smaller smaller publishers all in one uh, one go, and it seems to be that's what um, Long Beach very much caters for the the smaller independents rather than the like the big two. Correct. Yeah, because I don't think DC or Marvel, other than the DC panel, really have a presence here. I think that shows a lot of um, uh, support for uh, independent publishers, and uh, I, I'm, I, I think that's a really cool way for uh, uh, the um, uh, the thing to go. I think it, for that show, I think it shows a lot of um, su yeah, to show support for comics and to show support for the industry. I think that's that's cool. Yeah, but there's a ton of independent publishers. I actually interviewed one of them yesterday, so I'll get you that audio and pictures later. Excellent stuff. Um, if you can just tell us in 30 seconds then your thoughts on Long Beach Comic Con for 2018. Um, great little con. It, it seems about the same size as um, last year's one, but the panels this, at this particular show I think are even better. The floor is good, the cosplay is good as always, and the cosplay contest was great. Excellent stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it does look like a little bit of a quiet day, which I can kind of understand. Like you say, it is a Sunday after all. Um, but um, certainly right. the pictures that and I've been seeing... pretty early. Yeah. And not only that, but um, when we have spoken to uh, Long Beach before, um, we had a, um, an incidental episode that took place earlier on this week, and they did say that they had to struggle against other conventions that are taking part this weekend. At the end of the day, that's kind of the nature of the beast, which is yeah, a shame. But it's good to see that um, it's gone well and um, that you've enjoyed it, sir. As always, I have. Excellent. Looking forward to the panels and looking forward to your coverage, and we'll try and get that up on uh, uh, the, probably on our social media channels uh, over the course of the next couple of days. Dan, thank you very much indeed for joining us, sir. Cool. Thank you for having me once again. All right. Take care. So there you go, that's uh, Dan Berry giving us a brief uh, glimpse at um, what uh, Long Beach Comic Con's like. Um, today was always going to be about our chat about Legion M. Uh, hope you've enjoyed that and I hope you do find out more about um, the, uh, the, the Legion M experience at their website. Uh, because it really is uh, something I think can grow and develop and we'll be seeing more of it as we go down uh, the next couple of years and as it grows and develops. That's it. That's our show for today. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. If you've been listening on Mixler.com slash EnglishmanSDCC, you can listen back to that as we're going to add this to our showreel. And of course, we'll be taking the audio, taking one or two of the glitches out and sticking it up on SoundCloud and also Apple Podcasts over the course of the next couple of days. In about half an hour's time, I'm going to be heading over to our Patreon page for a live stream, an after show uh, for those people who do uh, support us at patreon.com slash EnglishmanSDCC. I'm going to be announcing our special guests uh, next week uh, over the next couple of days, but I think you're going to really enjoy it, especially if you're a fan of uh, conventions here in the UK. We've got a couple of uh, very special guests that are going to be joining us on the next couple of weeks' shows. Also next week, I'm going to be bringing the show direct from ICE, the International Comics Expo, based out of Birmingham. Uh, I'm going to be uh, following on the next, uh, the second day of the event, which is the Discovering Comics, uh, which is all about uh, actually creating comics uh, within the industry. So it's a two-day event I'm going to be in Birmingham and I'll be bringing the show from there as well as bringing our special guests on board as well fingers crossed we may also be joined by Mark Serby 
who will be telling us all about how he's enjoyed Arctic Monkeys tonight instead of coming on here. You know, it's all about priorities. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Back again next week for another Talking Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. GMT. From us to you, we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.